0: Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I just want to take a few minutes and talk about a few different things that matter. Things like thank you, thank you to our community if you're a longtime listener, or just your first or second time here on the audio platform listening to the daily podcast. We appreciate your support, becoming part of the community, and making this job better. And so with that, if you have any thoughts, ideas, critiques, people you think should be on the show or topics or ideas that you want to send forth, your direct line to the show is through our new email, podcast at NationalFireRadio.com. Send us your thoughts, ideas, people you think would be good for the show, anything that's on your mind, send it over to podcast at NationalFireRadio.com. That's your direct line right to the show. On top of that, if you feel inclined, please leave a review Give us a five-star review. That would be fantastic, and we greatly appreciate it. We're working hard to gain your trust and to build a community, so any support that you can give us back, only better is the mission. So we appreciate that. Like, subscribe, and share, and share this with your friends and talk about it because it makes the job better. Lastly, I need to mention... We want to talk about the National Fire Radio website, www.nationalfireradio.com. That is where you can get your merchandise that supports the show and the mission and the platform of National Fire Radio. Well, enough about all that. Let's hop into the daily episode. So thanks for tuning in. See you at the next one. Now, the daily episode. Our first sponsor of the podcast, Taylor's Tins. Taylor and his crew have been manufacturing helmet fronts, aluminum helmet fronts, since 2017 over 200,000 plus shields have been manufactured by Taylor and his crew. Custom helmet fronts shipped within 24 to 48 hours whether it's one piece to a 500 piece department order, they'll get them out under 2 days. They're doing incredible work, 100% customizable product. Their product is top shelf. Not only are they doing aluminum helmet fronts, they're doing gas cards, playing cards, keychains, medical cards and charts pump charge street signs custom signs banquet awards you name it they're doing it go to Taylor'sTins.com and if you do order use this promo code NFR sent me all one word NFR sent me you'll get 15% off at checkout. That's because we have a strong relationship and friendship with Taylor from Taylor's tins They've been a longtime supporter of the National Fire Radio platform and I appreciate their support and friendship. without further ado, the daily episode. Fire Radio, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. This is a fellow that I met several years ago when we first started National Fire Radio 2017, 2018. Uh, I think the first podcast episode we did on site in 2018 with him in his uh, workshop. And that failed miserably. The audio went out. The video went out. We had all these issues. We ended up going back a few months later, recording once again. It was an excellent episode. Um, Rob Meyer, Ridgeway Leatherworks. Jeremy. How you doing? Hey, brother. How are you?
1: Good, good. Um, I'm actually... <laughs> For everything, all things considered, I'm glad you guys came back the second time because I was definitely a little more relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know,
0: it was funny. In the beginning, we used to do a lot of road trips, and, you Mm -hmm. know, we always thought, like, video was the most important thing. And then it turns Mm -hmm. out that sound is actually the most important thing when you do podcasting. If the sound Mm -hmm. is off and and it doesn't sound good, people aren't going to listen, regardless if it's video or you know, or audio. So
1: yeah, uh, media turn off, sure, <laughs>
0: for, for sure, right? And so, and nobody wanted to see my ugly mug anyway. So the podcast platform now it's a lot simpler because we're just doing straight audio right now. We are doing some in field projects again of videoing and so on. But it was a lot of fun because we wanted to capture some of what you guys do at Ridgeway Leather. Um, mm-hmm. Before we hop into that, because today's episode is going to be fun. It's going to be a little bit different. We get a lot of feedback from our listeners and the community, the National Fire Radio community about businesses. When we talk about business, you know, between, you know, how we do things at National Fire Radio and when I interview guys and they have their own businesses, it's a fun conversation because so many firefighters have their, you know, if your career it's a, it's your your side job, sometimes it even becomes your priority over the mm-hmm. job just because of how busy it becomes. And then on the volunteer side, a lot of guys are entrenched in their communities, they have their own businesses or they work for somebody and they're very much involved in the business community. So Business episodes are a lot of fun, and, and I know that you are very thorough in how you operate and, and who you are, and that matters, and And I know that stands out, so this is going to be a great conversation, but let's just do this real quick. 22 years in the fire service, 18 years as a career fireman with Monroe, New Jersey. Uh, you and I have been friends for several years now. Uh, we catch up every few months, and it's just a lot of fun, and uh, I miss your face, and I'm hoping to see you soon. <laughs>
1: it's been a while. It's- Oh, Jesus. You know what? I was thinking of the same thing when I'm, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to pick up the phone and say, I miss your face. You know what? Why, why do we, why do we think the same?
0: I, um, Um. I do that regularly. So probably (laughs) once a week, I'll Mm. pick up the, I'll randomly go through my phone, pick up somebody and just call them. And Mm. I think I even did that to you like a year or two ago. And, Mm -hmm. For me, it's just a quick five, seven could be an hour long phone call, but usually it's I'm in the car, I got ten minutes of downtime and so I'll just scroll just through to touch
1: base and yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Same same thing. (laughs) Bro, we
0: get we get so hung up on our everyday now that it's hard to make time for everybody that we know. And so if I can Mm -hmm. find grab an opportunity or two, it's important to me. So anyway. So let's talk about this. Ridgeway Leatherworks, this is taking over your life. I mean, you are passionate about the fire service. You've been doing you've been a fireman Mm -hmm. a long time, and I know you love the job, but you also love A hobby that turned into a very successful business, a very busy business that has lead times and personnel and people that work for you and all (laughs) these things. And you've grown it in from a hobby to a business. But I want to kind of start at the beginning, Rob, like 2015. Give me a little bit of the backstory about how Ridgeway Leather came to be
1: um sure so uh, originally the whole concept of just working with leather it's it's so leather working what i thought was a a a very niche kind of like um trade or hobby and it still is but it's it's actually been become much more popular in the fire service in more recent years um i it really just started with my dog so i had a uh a doberman his name was Jaeger, and um i was shopping around for collars for him he was a puppy at the time and just the price, the price of collar, the dog collars in general. I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm I'm not a cheap guy, but I'm like, you know what? And I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people can resonate with this. I can probably do this better, or yeah. I can do this myself for, for cheaper. And uh, what I didn't know at the time is I was setting myself up for uh, just a, a totally different, you know, way of life and, and direction, you know, for my, my own life and my family's life um Of just making a collar, and you know, it was kind of an easy thing because I, I had a construction background. Um, well, you I know, was gonna ask,
0: the, were you always a tinkerer? Like, were you always like finding ways to do things or build it yourself? Or uh,
1: not, not always a tinkerer, okay. but I, I start, I started in construction early on in my career in the fire service. Yeah, and just like everyone else, like you know, if you have a trade, you're, you know, you you you're. you're, you're Infinitely more valuable in the fire service yeah, if, if you if you learn if you learn something uh, that that requires working with your hands. Um, so I, I I already had that kind of experience of building things, creating things out of nothing, and that's kind of like that 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 feel like to people that come in the shop. Like you're you're taking raw materials and you're turning it into a finished product. Yeah, and that's just that's just trade work in general. Um, so how,
0: satisfi- how satisfying is that?
1: it's fantastic it really is and i think it's it's kind of been it's been dulled down over the years because i've done it so long that i don't appreciate it as much as i as i used to yeah but when i when i bring somebody new in or, or even if i have somebody you know stop in the shop that really just wants to learn and i have to go back to basics and explain to somebody or show somebody and they they get to experience going from you know from that 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 raw material to a finished product, you know, I could see the appreciation in their face. Like I can, I could definitely see the reaction. That's the same reaction that I had, you know, when I was uh, when I started out. I mean, the difference was is that, um, you know, when I started, I uh, you spend a hundred dollars on tools and fifty dollars on material. You don't want to screw it up, and kind of like the stakes are high and. You know, you, you want to make sure that you do everything right. So there's a lot more stress <laughs> coming from creating my first few pro, uh, projects. Yeah. Um, now it's it's kind of different because if I screw something up, it's a business cost. <laughs> it's just something that, you know, wow. it, it, and it that's, happens.
0: And that's when you know it goes from hobby to business. Right?
1: Yeah. It's right there. <laughs> you chalk it up to a loss and that's really it. Yeah. You move on. But I can, I, I like, I remember vividly um during my first few projects i uh i purchased pre-cut leather straps um they're like uh four or five feet long and the the object was to make sure every every movement was precise nothing i screwed up because if i did screw it up i'd have to pay a fortune more and in in my mind like 15 dollars for a leather strap was was a huge cost sure and i didn't want to screw it up and now you know it's it's totally different because i have a fully functional workshop loaded with materials and equipment and machinery and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. But, so, um, so let me ask you from the early, from the early onset, making that collar for Jaeger. Right. And, and mm-hmm. uh, it's cool. I've seen it like it, it's cool Um, with, with that, when, when it started, I mean, how did it snowball? Did you enjoy the tinkering and the, the craftsmanship sure. that went into the leather making? And then you were like, yeah. Hey, I could do this.
1: So the, the hardware, uh, the, uh, the hobby of it side of it was um, not just the collar stuff. I've, I'd like to consider myself kind of pragmatic and thinking, all right, well, I'm not going to just get into this hobby to make um, to make a dog collar. Like the fire service and leather kind of go hand in hand. So, yeah. you know, it's just like, all right, if I start this project and I make a dog collar, then I'm going to be able to do different stuff too because, you know, I can make myself a radio strap. I can make, you know, a, you know, a locker tag. Like there was, a, there was a ton of things that I, I realized that, all right, if I'm going to commit this type of money to a hobby, I can do other things. And um, that kind of like snowballed from coworkers and colleagues asking for things, and then friends of friends, and
0: yeah, you know, were, were you working on the side during like because at that point you were already a career fireman, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, were you working on the side? Were you still doing construction or other odd stuff, or were you um, content being I was... a fireman?
1: <laughs> I was actually doing two. I was working part-time EMS. Yeah. And I was uh, working with a family member flipping homes. Okay. On the construction side, you know, after I left, I, I worked with the contractor for years. Then I I, uh, I ended up working for family for for a few years, picking up homes and flipping them, doing whatever. So were but, you um, were you
0: looking for something? Like, did you go into the leather no. thinking that this could be more than a hobby, or did that just come over time as you nope. saw that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it came over time. Like it, it got to a point to where um, <clears throat> I realized that you know the the flip jobs were like, all right, well you're you're getting hired for a month and you're working, you know, you're you're busting your ass and you're working, and then you'd work EMS for the rest of it. And then I realized like I'm trying to. Uh, I, I realized I was falling behind on some of the leather work, and I just couldn't keep up. I couldn't, you know, do yeah. do the work that I was doing. And then finally, I realized, all right, well, I need to shave off. Everything. Just basically go to the firehouse and work on the leather work and you know and again I was working out of a single car garage. It was just me and then I, I had some help and you know, I hired a, a a friend to help and you know, it just it just became something that I really couldn't keep up with unless I, I devoted my, my part-time gig solely to be the business.
0: So then that tells me then that you're in over your head as a hobby, thinking it's still a hobby. And then all of a sudden, one night you wake up and go, Holy shit, this is a real business.
1: <laughs> um, I want to, I, I'd love to say it was overnight. It well, took a long time, I, but you know it, what I'm saying? Right? Like yeah, you know, yeah. we, it, we fall so in
0: love with the process and, and the actual making of the product and, and seeing the excitement on people's faces when you deliver it. And you, and I know, listen, I have a lot of this too, with, with national fire radio was when we first started, you know, this was, it was fun. I mean, I'm still enjoying it, but it was fun to see the. I would give stuff away. I would, I would do, I would go on site. We would do things, we promote people. We did all this shit. Right. And it was like, for me, the satisfaction was truly the, the gratitude and the exposure and that's yep. what worked that that was okay for me and then all of a sudden i woke up one day or i guess over time but i want to say it was one day like you said and and all of a sudden i'm like holy shit like no we need to do better at this because <laughs> this is now something much more than just a hobby and uh-huh. and so talk to me a little bit about that aha moment you
1: you had <clears throat> um to find a specific aha moment mm. would kind of be weird but it it uh that. It, it, it was uh, it was really, geez, it was really um, a, a point of just understanding. Like, follow, like I think the biggest part of realizing how how much of the business had involved or, or evolved would be just falling behind and realizing that you know putting the effort, the hours that I was putting in, just wasn't enough. Yeah. And we were constantly just trying to play catch up. And I can remember in my my old house, we were, you know, we were just, you know, during the holidays, our first holiday season, I was so inundated with orders and it wasn't me being used to um, that type of volume Yeah. that like my, my garage looked like a Collier's mansion. There was leather everywhere. <laughs> there was hardware everywhere. Like there was just, and it just became, it became one of those moments where I l- realized that. You know it's something has to change we had to we had to do better it's not just about you know like the hobby that i thought it was and um you know we we slowly adapted we we added people we added help and you know we bought more machinery and that was one of those things i i alluded to earlier is that you know investing in the company was a, a very fortunate thing that i was able to do early on because i had the fire service business yeah. or the uh, the the employment so I didn't have to pay my bills based on the the business, and I think that's something that's it, it's it's rare and it's very fortunate for us is that I was able to invest the profits from the first couple of years of the business back into the business. Yeah. So I, yeah, <clears throat>
0: I mean that that's a great opportunity to have. Um, I I think what's interesting about this is that I I think about. Guy, a lot of guys that start, a lot of people that are going to listen to this have a side business, right? They're landscapers, mm-hmm. carpenters, plumbers, sure. whatever, painting, power washing, right? Whatever, right? And so many guys inside and outside of the job have have businesses that they are, uh, one, they're important to them, and two, it brings in that added revenue that they need to survive because mm-hmm. most career fire jobs in this country do not pay enough to make it a career. It's a job yeah, because sure. it just doesn't <laughs> pay enough, right? Yep. And so when you look at that, I think about, how many guys have gone into, you know, they, they fell in love with the fire service. They're enamored by it. They fall in love with the fire service. They love the firehouse, but they realize it's not sustainable in a way that it will give them the living they want to provide for themselves or their family. So they need to have a second or third job that can mm-hmm. bring in additional income. And so with that, though, a lot of these guys and girls don't have business experience prior to to their fire service career. A lot of guys are getting hired in their early twenties and so on. So you never really had the opportunity unless you were Mm -hmm. a true entrepreneur at that time, you know, to develop a business and learn the ins and outs. And Mm I, I think that's a huge challenge. And I, I think we need to do better at educating our own people, about the ins and outs of businesses and starting them, because I feel that so many people fall into pitfalls very early on because they're not educated in the process. What, what would, you, what are some ideas from you that I think could help people mm-hmm. or some things? Cause like we, you and I were talking about it before we started, we talked about P and L's. We talked about yeah. taxes. We <laughs> talked about, you know, even using an accountant and invoicing and all these things that, that come with the process of running a business, but the accountability on the business side is the most unsexy shape <laughs> Shit, you could possibly do as a business
1: owner, right? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah go ahead. I, I actually, uh, it's it's funny too because we'll go back to like my my buddy Chris being very, you know, very pragmatic, very sure. very detail oriented things like that. You know, when I first started out, he kind of looked at me and I'm explaining like what I'm doing, and he's just like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> he like, <laughs> he, he, he's like, "That's that's not how you like." And 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 he's saying he he's he you know he obviously he was figuring it out too. Probably six months to a year before I was doing my my whole business venture, and like he he had a very good grasp of what's what's required because he's he's very detail oriented. Like, there likes to read again. All like I'd be surprised if he doesn't read the terms of services. Or, you know, right. of any app that he he downloads, and I just. I, I i'm not that guy <laughs> I'm just, not either. so but it but it's easy enough and 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 what i've relied on for years and it's not something that is always available to other people what i've relied on for years is my my network around me so i've always kind of like you know yes. if, if i know that there's business owners around me that yes. i work in the firehouse or that, that I, I would volunteer with you know they would be my resource to to kind of ask and and get a gauge on what should I be doing, What what's what's expected as a business owner, especially starting out. I mean, like, depending on what state you're starting a business in, they do a really good job of laying it out, but you have to be able to dive into all of the nuances and specifics to be able to, to understand it. I think and, the other
0: thing too, Rob, <clears throat> is you got to check your pride, man. Like, that was a mm-hmm. struggle for me, is really starting to identify what I'm not strong at as a business yep. owner. Right. You can't be good at everything. And so I wrote down a couple notes while you were talking mentorship, mm-hmm. just like the fire department, right? When you said that you found some people that are, that were in business that you could lean on and ask questions. First mm-hmm. off, get out of your own space and understand that you don't have all the answers. So go find people that do, it's just like the fire service, find a mentor or two on the business side that can help tutor you to be a good business owner or operator. It's hugely yeah, important. We were,
1: we were just, we were literally just having that conversation in the firehouse. Uh, my last shift yeah. was, uh, we were talking about just officers and and doing whatever, and the, the concept came about of you know if, if you walk in and you're you're an officer and you present yourself to know everything, you better know everything. Yeah. Um, the best officers I've worked for are the ones that can put aside the fact that they don't know everything, and they can they can lean on the strengths of their crew um, to be able to. All right, listen, I I may not be a hazmat tech, but my, but my my senior man is, you know. So all of a sudden when you're going over hazmat, let the senior man. Talk about you know all that the hazardous material stuff. Yeah, and that that kind of like that translates <clears throat> into um, the business the business side too, where I, I I know I I know when I started I knew absolutely nothing, and even even today like I'm I'm definitely willing to take advice from Hell another yeah. business owner or somebody else. They don't even have to own a business. If, if you have if you have the knowledge of something that I don't, I want to hear it. And yes. if it's you know if you're wrong, that's great. If you're right, it's even better. I, at least i have a, a kind of like a counter opinion or point that i can i can start researching off of so um so yeah it's 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 one of those things where you know having a social network is really great and the fire service is really good at that um you know whether you're a career volunteer there, there's people there that have experiences when i started it was uh what i the experiences that i was looking at were the trade experiences i'd like to know you know i want to learn about hvac stuff i want to learn about plumbing and things like that right um uh, now it's a little bit different you know life has changed i want to learn about running a business a yeah. little bit better than i do now yeah you know so and it yeah. comes with time or age or whatever i mean there's there's 20 year old entrepreneurs that want to sure. change the world and then there's you know 50 year old guys that are just getting into it well, um, and i think so, that's
0: that's an interesting conversation too because did you have a real good idea of what and how you want to how how you wanted to do this and what it was going to look like? I mean, because, no. yeah, exactly, right? Flying
1: by the seat of my pants, my friend. <laughs> and,
0: but, it, no, and oh, listen, man, now trust me, I do that
1: all day long with certain yep. things.
0: But there has to be that foundation, Right. Yes. Like, and I know that you're methodical as much as you fly by the seat of your pants. I know that you're very methodical, too, and you're very protective of the business and your brand mm-hmm. and how you operate and the relationships you make and all those things. I know that mm-hmm. that's very important. So a strong base as a business owner is critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, what else then? Talk to me. What else about business? I mean, we you know profit and loss and taxes and all these things that we need to know. We need to surround ourselves with good people. What's the next step as a business? As a, as a business owner, some trials, tribulations, things that you've learned, things that um you know you think back and go, oh, we got we made it through that one, or holy, <laughs> sh- you know what I'm saying?
1: So so I've got I've got an excellent uh it's it's actually worked a little bit more in my personal life too um sometimes it's easier to get to a point to where you should just pay somebody that's yes. better at doing that so we're like for in my case an, an accountant that, that was very simple like you know i had a, an accountant that was was doing my uh, my taxes and things like that before i, I opened up the business but uh, my bookkeeper was the next biggest step and she's you know she's helped me out and really kind of cleaned house as far as you know the financial side of it and made a much cl- clearer picture of what we're doing i mean shit, my first my first year and again not being business savvy <laughs> i think uh hell what did i what did i tell one of my friends all right he goes how's the business doing i'm like i don't know i keep putting money in my account so we're doing it right <laughs> so- I, yeah, we, oh my god
0: that is the same conversation that i think most of us have man yeah, I,
1: yeah. so yeah. I, I never, I never sat there and focused on like, uh, focused on, on numbers. And like, I never had to worry about labor costs. And I mean, still like, obviously I do now, but like how that compares to, 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 to gross revenue and, and things like that, you know, there, there comes a point in time where you realize that you have to start paying attention to these metrics yes. that didn't exist prior to. And like, uh, starting, starting a small business and watching it grow from a hobby to a business, uh, it was a little bit easier cause you can kind of grow, with the business um how how someone would jump into to a business like that and be expected to know or do all that stuff from the get-go like if you open up a restaurant and yeah you know you you have you have labor right out of the gate you have all your you know your profit and loss you have you have um you know waste and things like that you have to account for i don't know how anyone would be able to stay on top of that some people are really great at it me not so much um but i mean the the go ahead no no you keep going keep going but the shining the shining example of that is if you're doing something and you're making money off of it you're you, you have that leisure that luxury that kind of like that 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 space to be able to, to 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 figure that out down the line yeah and that's where that's where that conversation oh well how's the business doing Oh you know there's, there's more money in the account than there was last month <laughs> yeah exactly we're paying our bills that soft little figure it out you know kind of a couple months and in some cases or some people could take years but you know that's that's
0: it's really (laughs) it's really good advice though rob about you know when you when you have to look at things and and get to that point where you go i it's sometimes you're just better off paying somebody to do that work for you because that's their realm and i think mm -hmm. that's that's really that's when self-awareness matters right because i think about you know this whole conversation is geared towards firefighter owned businesses right and so Mm -hmm. you know you're, we're doing that to bring in to bring in typically additional revenue to our family so we can live a better life or cover the bills that we have. Right. And that comes with stability. And if you're running your business, but you don't have a good handle on what you're doing, you're not being you're not stable. And and cash cash flow matters and building a business that matters. The last thing you want to do is build a business and five or six seven years in. There's tax issues because you finally went to go address it, and all of a sudden you gotta you gotta pay twenty five thousand dollars in back taxes or something. There's an issue there, and I think there was
1: yeah. Go ahead. There were there was something in New Jersey. Not uh, jeez, I want to say five years ago where they did an audit of small businesses yep. and saying, you know, they just, you have you know, they, they looked and see who's filing their quarterly taxes. And, you know, all of a sudden people were being assessed or and, and at very least one person that, that I worked with or I work with currently, um, you know, he was on the hook for a few thousand dollars just because he didn't know, or he just, right. whatever the case, whatever the specifics are. Right. And that that's where, that, that's where you have to really just kind of realize that, you know, what's, what's your time worth? What's your energy worth? Like the, 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 the bookkeeper, the accountant, they know tax law, you know, they know what's supposed to be done. You're going to spend hours figuring out what's expected of you as a business owner. Right. And you know, I, 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 I could never tell you what my hourly rate is. I, if I really wanted to try, I, I could, but if, if I, if, if I would have to spend the time researching what it takes to, to do all the things that my bookkeeper does, I, you know, there's a reason why she's in business. Is, is because it's not worth my time. And that's that's what it boils down to, is that if you're doing well enough that you you your your business requires that type of activity on the financial side, you know, you it, it sucks to pay people to do something that you could do. Again, I have a construction background. You know, but I will pay somebody to paint my bathroom tomorrow. <laughs> That's right, absolutely. <laughs> just, absolutely. And it's 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 so it's so silly and stupid. And it took I it took a painting. while to, to come. It it took a while a while to come to grips with that. But you know, and, and in the end, if you, if you're doing well, your your time is valuable, and you have to realize what your time is worth, and what's it worth to bring somebody in to do something that you know you could be doing things otherwise. Yeah. Do you, you know?
0: do you love it? Like, do you still love it? Yeah, absolutely. Do you love um, the process? Yes. Like what what is it? Is it the product? Is it the process? Is it all of it? Like what what about your business? Is it the blood, sweat and tears that you've put in for the last 8 years? Like what is it that pushes you to want this to to keep
1: succeeding and going? I think I think it's almost the whole package. So yeah. obviously obviously I appreciate and I love the fact that it's it's created it's put me into a uh it, it's put me into a situation financially that I could never imagine. Like we're we're in a much better place yeah. from working, sure. you know, two or three other jobs, kind of here and there. Um, But I love every bit of it. I more times than not, I'm chained to the paint table because that's really, that's where my my experience or my it's my skills can't really hand. be duplicated. <laughs>
0: it's a steady hand. I've tried. Yeah. I tried it at your place. I was terrible. It's hard.
1: <laughs> it's so hard. But it, it can't. And so, so that's where I normally do. So when I when I normally get back into when I get the opportunity to create stuff, yeah, and do stuff that I don't normally do, that's where like I really start to you know it it, it reinvigorates you know cool. what we do, why we do it. Um, I you mean, know. are you naturally creative? No, you're not. I could never. I could never color in between the lines when I went to school. So this this is all new to me, being able to be artistic or creative, or even to be considered as such. Um, it just kind of, it, it kind of ended up being that way. Once we, you know, once I started getting into leatherwork and, and doing those type of things, I mean, we we, we talked about it too. You know, the first uh, the first thing that I painted that I saw in my shop is just a nightmare, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and <clears throat> it takes it it just takes it takes years, and, and and that's where like if you're and for anyone listening, if if you get into any type of job or or vocation where you, you you, you create things you know your first few projects either take a picture if it's not yours and you don't get to keep take a picture and you know if you're a woodworker or whatever keep it just you know yeah keep, it's just to be able to look back and see how far you've come from oh, yeah. the, the nightmares of where you started um it's real it is really gratifying and it's it, it's something that i, I wouldn't trade I, I you know that whole you know everything that I, I do now and being able to compare that to my first few projects is is so rewarding it it really is to see how how you've come and how many times and it takes it takes hundreds or thousands of projects to really get yeah. to 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 where you know to where you're at but you know I, i'm i'm definitely able to appreciate you know the amount of time that it takes to for a crafts a craftsman or or uh, somebody in a trade to be able to perfect their work
0: I I think, too, just – I mean, I've, I've seen your work. I've seen it all over. I, I've been to your shop. I see what you guys do. The, the craftsmanship is unbelievable. But I think that's what's got to be so satisfying. Like, my craftsmanship and, and Rob and the guys from the team here – Like, ours is just this, content delivery, talking to people, forming relationships, doing marketing projects for different manufacturers, all these things, right, that we do. And I get a lot of satisfaction out of the creative and then when we execute and deliver. Like, I just love that. I love seeing that all that hard work pays off and that there's something to show for it. And like you said, the mm-hmm. longevity of it is where we were five years ago from today. It's like mm-hmm. night and day difference, and it's fun to mm-hmm. watch the evolution of that. But for you guys, you guys have a handcrafted item, and I got to think that that's exciting when you see your radio strap in the wild, if you will, or you see a flashlight holder or a glove holder or whatever, you know, whichever, you know, somebody purchases from your company, right? 100%. To, to see that craftsmanship out there and people are relying on that piece of equipment, and you put your flair to it, your design, your take, that's got to be really satisfying.
1: Some of, some of the coolest stuff I've seen is um, either watching the news or, like, getting yeah. uh, get, getting some, like, in-service, like, just seeing some firefighter photos of, uh, you know, one, say some 5 alarm fire somewhere that's getting shared all over the place, and just seeing one of those names that you can recognize and look at your product and you go, you know what, I made that. Yeah, it's um, cool. <clears throat> The other the other thing was is uh, co-workers. So some of my co-workers, they they they're I personally, at least the way they, they make it seem like they're they're very proud of what I have going on. Um, you know, one one of my uh, one of my co-workers was out in Disney a year ago and whatever and just happened to see something. Uh, they saw a radio strap and they asked, you know, is that Ridgeway? And they go, yeah. And the guy's like, he, he, he seemed really hyped that, you know, I work with that guy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, so how, cool. how, how yeah. cool is that? You know? Um, yeah, there's, there's tons, there's tons of like, uh, there's tons of those moments where, you know, especially because we're, we're fortunate enough to, to build the brand and and get the products out to a lot of, uh, a lot of emergency service workers that, you know, they're, they start popping up at, you know, out of nowhere. I thought, I thought the, one of the weirder times, uh, when I first started my business was I didn't remember making a product. Like, I don't remember that name, but it was one of mine, you know? So that's where I realized that. Holy shit! Am I getting to that point to where I'm just I'm stamping letters and I don't know because I, I used to remember every single one of my customers' names. When um, it got to a point to where I didn't remember them, and then it came full circle, and I realized that you know I remember more names now than I did prior to when I started forgetting it because you know I don't know. It's just uh, you know I look at, I look at even when I'm when I'm working through products, I, I see the addresses. You know I kind of see sure. where they're going, and I look at names and. You know, all those things kind of come full circle and it's really cool to see where some things are going and, um, you know, a lot of big cities, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of big cities, different countries. How how are you
0: getting your reach? Talk to me a little bit on the business aspect of the marketing. Is it is it a word of mouth? Is it social media? Is it the trade shows? Because I know you only do a couple shows a year. Yeah. Um, and you only and what I love too is talking with you you're like that show's not worth it for us we're just we're not <laughs> yeah. going to get the return out of it and that's mm-hmm. that's that business owner conversation too is understanding where you get the most value and where your money is well spent you know
1: yeah and a lot so of that's, tr- mm-hmm. a lot of that's trial and error so, so yes. social media we live and die by it um I've actually been a little bit lacks in social media more recently just I don't, because i didn't want to
0: say anything i just you know was,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're just but you know what though like and i were it, it sounds so stupid but we're so busy Yeah. that I, I am the social media guy so i take all the pictures i make sure. all the posts um when 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 your life completely like when i first started and when, when we started growing um you know i i love social media and i yeah. still do that's how we met but like it's, it's, and that's it. So it's almost, uh, eventually there, there's some burnout or, you know, eventually like I'm taking the same photos and things sure. like that. And it's, it's tough to take the time to be creative when you're just always swamped with work. I get it. Um, but, um, but yeah, for, for like as far as marketing, live and die by social media. If, yeah. if you're not, um, if you're not on, you know, even Instagram now, I'm kind of burnt down on Instagram. It's, it's more like TikTok now. It's really, which is, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the next best thing. But, uh, if you're not on social media as a business owner, you're foolish because that, that's really why would you pay for advertising? Yeah. I get, I, I get, you know, I get calls and emails about um, putting my, my business in print ads for magazines all the time. And I think like there's no value there. Like, why would I spend $500 on a magazine when I could just sit there and just post relentlessly for free on social media? With you a broader know, Before reach. I do. Yeah, before I do anything else, with a much bigger reach. Yeah. I mean, the things that the only thing that's different now, um, now that the business has grown, is that I find myself investing in um, just more charitable causes. So that's yeah, nice. Um, so, so some of those, um, you know, it, it's one thing to 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 make a, a product like I can give away a radio strap for for a good cause, but um, things like um, you know, there's there's the uh, the Ecker class coming up next month that you guys are a part of. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm a, I'm a sponsor for there. It's, it's different to write a check and physically give them money uh, versus just making product. I mean, it's, you're obviously giving away something one way or the other, but um, it's, it's different and it's a little more, um, it feels, it feels better to be able to, to be a sponsor and directly kind of helping out well, things you, like that you become
0: part of the part of the experience right and I think that's mm-hmm. what that's what matters because part of marketing what a lot of people don't understand is everybody's always on the uh, constantly selling and mm-hmm. I think that I think the best way to sell is to sell without selling meaning become involved in the community entrench yourself in the community and the people that use your product and get to know mm-hmm. them and who they are and let them become you know let them get to know you and your brand and they understand who you are the products you build and if your products are good enough they will mm-hmm. sell. You know, yeah. and that's that's a hard conversation for a lot of people to understand. The other thing, too, and I wanted to ask you along those lines, I mean, you're eight years in now, right? 2015, mm-hmm. we're at 2023, if I could do math correctly, right? So we're at eight <laughs> years in. Um, that's a big thing for me this morning to do math. <laughs> um, but whatchamacallit. And so, uh, hang on one second. Okay. And so, because of that, like for me, I put a post out this morning where I talked about the long play, the long game, mm-hmm. and legacy. Legacy matters to me. Like, I want to be able to walk away from all this and know that I made an impact and made a difference. And it's not about that short term return that is dollars or attention. Mm -hmm. It is really a long term play. And I watch so many people. I mean, like you said, when you first started, Mm -hmm. there was a handful of leather guys, right? How many leather Mm -hmm. guys are out there now?
1: I, I couldn't even keep count. We were just, right? uh, and, and there were, there was just a post about that. And like, you know, some like for, for a number of years and again, this is eight years. I'm not 20 years deep into this. Sure. Uh, eight years ago, I could probably tell you there was maybe a dozen right. or more companies doing it. I, right. I could tell you there's probably a hundred, 200 companies at least doing it. And some of them, like I've never heard of before. And I mean, I, I think it's great because, first of all they're not taking away business from me i always think that there's there's more than enough business to go around i believe in it so that. yeah yeah so there's not it's it's never some like it at least in my mind there's never a competition that this person is taking away from what i'm selling i mean i'm i'm selling more than i need i i, I can deal with right now <laughs> so why why that that's not an issue for me yeah um but um but some of these it, it's cool to think that some of these companies that are just starting out are in the same place that I was eight years ago. You know, they, they, they have their business name. Like, they, they learned how to work with leather. They have their business name. They're, they're trying to get their name out. They're building a, you know, a, a social media presence. And, you know, that's something that, like, I was there. I, I remember it very distinctly. It wasn't that long ago, yeah. you know, that uh, to, to be in that stage of a business owner. Yeah. So it's really cool.
0: How about relationships? We talked about mentorships. What about relationships? Mm -hmm. Other guys that own shops that are reputable? I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. in any industry, uh, and this goes for what we do, too, with social media and podcasting, there's reputable and there's not, right? And, Mm And it goes with the same in any industry, same with fire companies and firefighters, you're either reputable or you're not. Talk to me a little bit about that process. How important is it for you to have like, like-minded like guys that are in the leather industry that you can, you know, is there a group of you that lean mm-hmm. on each other, you talk to each other, or is it straight out competition or you just don't have any interest?
1: Uh, so early on, early on <laughs> I definitely, when I was trying to figure stuff out, yeah, there was, um, it, it, it became very clear there was very few companies that were, for themselves and didn't really want to share from the leather got it the leather service worker perspective yeah there's a ton of guys that all talk together whether it's in groups or individually you know the if you if if, even if you were to remove the fire service in general out of leather work if you go into just leather working in general it's a very open sharing community right it's really cool and it's 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 i think it's rare by comparison to other vocations or or businesses where you know there is competition, and if you're a local guy, and you know, are you going to share? Are you going to share something with the plumber? You know, the other fire service plumber next to you that's that's you know going to get the job over you. You know, for us, and I've always held the the idea that there's more than enough work to go around. Yeah. So I think all of us, or, or a majority of us. We're all cordial. We all talk. Um, hell, I think it was uh, <clears throat> just so happened Jay and Stacy from Get Hose Apparel. They were in Universal last week while we were. Oh, that's <laughs> so, cool. we, yeah, we were we were uh, we were landing in Florida and they were on their last day. It was it was pretty cool to be able to. I, I wish we would have been able to, to kind of touch base and get together. But yeah, um, yeah, we we're all there. There's like there's there's a bunch of us that that over the years have um, created and fostered some really great relationships, and um, it's. I don't know. It's weird. It's so I've spoken to some leather workers that I kind of feel like, you know, oh, I wish I was in Jersey because, you know, you have all these really, you know, great social media influencers near you. And like my response was, yes, the proximity is really convenient, but it's because, you know, I. It's easy to strike up a conversation and become friends with you. Yeah, you know, you you being Jeremy, uh, just like <laughs> a, a, anyone else. Like it's it's easy. Like if you're if you're an easygoing person and you're outgoing, it's very easy to kind of make those relationships. It sure doesn't is. have to be. It it like proximity definitely helps a little bit, but um, well, you know, some of the...
0: and it certainly matters about the individual. I mean, you got to be a stand up guy yeah <laughs> you know when you go um, when you go into any type of relationship whether it's friendships uh, uh boyfriend girlfriend right girlfriend mm-hmm. girlfriend boyfriend boyfriend whatever the relationship <laughs> is or, or yeah. business relationships go yeah. into it with an open mind and be transparent and authentic and honest and you get good returns on relationships like that it's what you invest into a relationship is what you're going to get out of it
1: yeah I mean it's uh, I, I like to think that I'm a, a decent judge of character so you can kind of out some of the people that have, you know, not dubious intentions, but you could see they're all about, you know, furthering their company. And that's it. Like their, their, their objective is to make sure that they can benefit off of you. Yeah. And that's, that's that's not what I'm looking for in life. That's hard, man.
0: That's hard. And I, I think too, I, you know, I'm, it's a really interesting conversation. I love to dive down this hole a little bit with you real quick when it comes to Mm -hmm. this, right? I think today, I think today, we are looking for answers quicker than ever, and nobody has the patience to learn through trial and error. And so, there are some things that we can Google and find out right away, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can you can Google how to uh, you can go on YouTube and learn how to do a leather radio strap.
1: But, no, you can't. Well, no, but here's, <laughs> but here's my point. Okay, I love maybe, the topic, but go ahead. Well, so. maybe
0: maybe not the maybe not a leather radio strap. You know how to uh, mm-hmm. fix your small motor on your lawnmower. Yes, but. Do you know the intricacies of actually turning that wrench or changing that spark plug or Mm -hmm. doing those things? You can watch it on a video and you can learn. And so we're, we have the ability today more than ever in life to get instant answers, but you still Mm -hmm. have to do the work to learn that. So you, you learn through blood, sweat and tears of, of perfecting the craft and you're still perfecting it every single day. I have to think, because when Mm -hmm. you're a craftsman, you're never perfect, right? So you're always honing your skills and getting better. But I think, like newer people, younger younger people have to realize that there are still some things in this world that you have to put the time in. You have to have patience to learn the process and learn how to do it. And with time comes betterment of whatever you're trying to do. We can't mm-hmm. we can't forego that process.
1: Yep, that's that's very relatable, at least in the the leather world. So I, I kind of use that. I'm glad we. <laughs> Without even going down this this road, I'm glad we did. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't take much to take uh, as a leather worker if you want to learn how to make leather products. It doesn't take much to take a brand X radio strap, lay it down, take the measurements out, and right. copy exactly what's in front of you. Yeah. What I what I found in the leather world, what people don't really do or they don't want to do, is learn how to make a radio holster the reason why they can't do that is because there's more than just laying out things flat and, and doing whatever, um, you know, there's, there's patterning in the leather world. If you're making gun holsters, if you're making radio holsters, you know, whatever the case may be, it, it's considered patterning. And that's really, it's almost like a, like a, like a right, a passage
0: Yeah,
1: is if you're going to make, if you're going to be a craftsman and you're going to start to make your own things, the first thing I, or the only thing I see of leather workers that are firefighters struggle with, are making radio holsters. Why? Because the radio holsters that are around us are already assembled and they can't figure it out without taking it apart. So, I mean, I've had my my, my design is not originally my own, um, but I figured it out by you know, a lot of leather workers. They use cardboard or right. uh, you know construction paper, but that's the whole concept of patterning is making a shape design, figuring out what the whole spacing is. Sure. Um, you know, unfortunately I've had at least two, (laughs) two, two leather workers buy a holster for me and then just copy it just because they, they were able to take it apart and, and, uh, and, and just copy the measurements Yeah, and it's, it's one of, it's one of those shitty things where, you know, these, these were guys that, um, I was helping, you know, they, they would ask me questions every yeah. day. But yeah. one of those things where like, they're just like, oh man, I wish I could figure out this whole holster thing. And I'm like, oh, don't worry, you'll get it. And like, you know, like trying to coach them into to patterning because patterning is, is is a huge part of the creation process. They just wanted that Amazon of, all right, well, somebody, yeah. you know, give, give me that, give me that template. I'll, I will literally pay you to give me that your template. And the answer is no, it took me 20 hours to, to perfect, you know, whatever I did. And why would I give it to you? And so it, that that yeah, that is being missed.
0: That is the that's this conversation, right? It's mm-hmm. like taking the easy way out to get the answer to start producing. But I have to think this, Rob, and I'd I'd love to hear your take on this. Anybody that's looking for shortcuts along the way, right? Typically mm-hmm. aren't in it for the long game. They're in that for no. that short term, you know, return, that short return that they can get. And they're not in it for the long game. They're not in it for legacy. They're not in it to build a brand of crafts and and learn the trade, learn the craftsmanship of it. And I think that's where I struggle with this. And I, and and I relate everything back to the fire service. And it's the same thing in the firehouse, right? Mm -hmm. I I talked about the other day, we're five years in with national fire radio and Mm -hmm. in five years in the fire service, you think you're a fucking rock star. All of a sudden (laughs) five years in the fire service, you know, we start thinking that we've done it all. We've seen it all and I can coast and I'm going to become complacent. And I'm going to, you know, because you learn the trade, but you haven't mm-hmm. matured in the trade yet. And and so I think that's that disconnect. And that's what I find troubling is that, you know, and then not only that, Rob, but take it one step further, the lack of respect for the OGs or the people that have been there before us and the mm-hmm. commitment and dedication and hard work they've put in to perfect their craft. And then we're just going to rip that off?
1: Yeah. That, that pisses <laughs> there's, me there's, off. There's a number of, and, and to put it, uh, to put it into to leather terms there's there's guys like uh fd fd leather and there's leatherhead concepts those guys were there long before me and you know they they did a really good job of you know creating the products they do right and and, and again i talked to, to brian from fd Leatherworks all the time he's out and he's a retired guy from orlando yeah
0: um
1: you know there there are just stand-up business owners like those guys you can kind of you can find, or you can you can see a mile, uh, you see them coming a mile out, and those those are the guys that I consider myself from a business perspective, in my inner circle because you know you find those guys that are in it for, for creating, and they, obviously the the goal is to make a buck too. Don't get me wrong, but you know they're not <clears throat> they're not there to try to corner the market so to speak, and just like you know in the fire service. You know, if you're the senior guy, you've been doing it forever. You shouldn't be cornering the market of of knowledge either. Sharing it, obviously. That's right. Um, and That's then right. you do have your you do have your guys that are, are are coming out, you know, out of nowhere. Those two, three, four year guys, um, just like in in the business world, thinking that they're or trying to perceive that they they run the show or they're they're the next best thing. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I love
0: just... I love waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror, and I have this twinge of like, hey man, you know we've made it we're do we're doing this <laughs> yeah. we're doing that i had i had a call today with this guy or or we're working with this company and you have this twinge of like hey we've made it and then mm. and th- that's that sets in for a second and then right after that comes this wave of like you ain't shit man like <laughs> you got you got such a long way to go and that's that internal struggle and i think it's like that devil and angel that sits on the shoulders of you right mm-hmm. like and it's like what voice do you want to listen to and that short term is hey man if i can learn how to make that radio holster quicker right mm-hmm. i can make more money faster but yes. But what did you do to the process, and how did you get there? And at the end of the day, you're gonna look in the mirror and say, "I earned this. I worked on this. This is mine. I crafted this, and I deserve whatever my return is." Instead of saying, "I took this. I stole this," and now look at the money I'm making. But you know what's gonna happen if you take shortcuts like that up front? You're gonna take shortcuts like that your whole fucking career. Yeah. And, I... and, and truthfully, you're gonna be that guy that skips on the taxes, skips on the book on the book, uh, you know the book, you know mm-hmm. your uh, your accountant. He, you're going to skip on paying your people. You're not going to pay a bill. You're going to stay. Like, that's that's really I how think, I believe I, in
1: this. I think those those type of people, though, like, they're that, that type of mentality yes. is, is just them. It'll yes. always be lost on yes. them. And, like, there's a reason why they're, they take shortcuts. There's nice. a reason why they do all that is because that's in their nature. It, it may not be their fault. It may be a matter of how they were brought up. Or maybe they decide that that, that low-hanging fruit is is, you know, the best hit of dopamine that they're going to get and they yeah. want it again. Yeah. Um but um but yeah there there is like having that sense of satisfaction of of creating something, whether it's a you know, whether it's whatever you make as a craftsperson or I love
0: that
1: uh as a business owner, uh to to me there there's probably no better feeling than being able to to do that. And I mean aside from the feedback, the feedback I think is the, the biggest part is you know, you spend all of that time, at least in my world, you spend all that time creating, getting better at it, honing your craft, your skill and someone turns around and just just blasts you with positive you know with a positive review and things like that like that that just makes it, it it seem like everything that we're doing is worth it and that's no different in the fire service too you train you learn your job you get good at it you 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 do something at a scene that creates a positive effect and i mean you obviously don't need you don't need the 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 applause or whatever the case may be but a positive outcome is really what you're shooting for right 100%. so <laughs> yep so uh so for us like that's that's the that's the end result is you know everything that we do that we get uh, a positive feedback or outcome from we know we're doing it for a reason everything that we've done up until that point it is for that reason you know so yeah and that's no no different than the fire service you know you, you know you, you get to learn your job you know your job you train um you know you get the job done nobody nobody expects a thank you and that's fine but in, in the end when you hop off the truck and it becomes uh, muscle memory, you know exactly what you need to do, you know, and, and, and everything, all things considered, whether it's a good or a bad outcome, you know, you did your job. That's really the most gratifying, you know, uh, th- that's the I, most gratifying part of the job.
0: I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I think, you know, I always think about like personal growth and it's like, how was my day today? What did I get out of today? And did it make me better for tomorrow? And as, as corny as that sounds, it doesn't have to look like that, but it kind of does. Like in my world, it's like, what lesson did I learn today? What conversation did I have today? Like talking to you today for the last hour has been a lot of fun because from a business perspective, it's, it's fun for me to sit back and hear you talk about it. And I go, Yep, I know what he's talking about. Yep, I've been there. Yep. Oh, oh, that's a new one. Like that's a good idea. Let me write that down. Like, yep. you know, and I and I work with so many guys that have business. I think of all the firefighter owned businesses of guys that I know I've helped promote over the years, people I've talked to, the relationships we've made. And I am so much better because of that. And I think <laughs> to go back to what you said just a little while ago, the importance of relationships. If you're gonna have relationships, make them count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, I couldn't. Jeez, uh, we were uh, for Long Branch, I think, in uh, September. Um, Andy and James from Accent Threads, they came out for
0: the cigar. Um, for the cigar. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. Make it they, down there, man. I damn, I wish <laughs> I. I didn't make. It. I couldn't make it last year.
1: They came, but but it was you should have. You know what? So they came out from Indy. They they flew awesome. in. They went to New York for the day. They they saw. I think they went to. They went to go see a Yankee game. Um, but that was like one of those, one of those moments, like, all right, cigar dinner's over. We went to a bar, like an after party type thing. And we're all sitting there just ponied up to the bar, just like talking business, like, you know, from one business owner to the next. And like sharing our stories and our experiences, like you could see James, like he's looking at Andy go, I'm telling you, it's like, he's telling like, this is the same shit we're talking about. So all of, all of those experiences are kind of mimicked across, you know. Across business owners' worlds, and it's really great to be able to have those connections and and uh, reach out, especially with you guys too. Like to, to be able to talk about, um, you know, the trials and tribulations of starting a business, running yeah. it, staying staying relevant. For that reason, um, you know, it's 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 really cool to be able to have those those shared experiences and stories. Uh, Um, I I couldn't agree
0: I couldn't agree with you more and it's the relationships you make is what you take with you And when you're in it for Mm -hmm. the long term and you're playing it's a legacy play and you want to leave it better than you found it the relationships you make along the way is what influences that and uh, Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree with you more (laughs) let me ask you this um, what's next for you guys Ridgeway so we didn't even talk about the product offerings but I mean you guys are a custom leather shop as well talk to me Mm -hmm. a little bit about what the future looks like for Ridgeway. (laughs)
1: Um. So the future is keeping up what we're doing because we're so busy. With what we're doing now, uh, we we do we do have a couple ideas uh, for some products in the future. One or two, I think are really cool. I don't want to kind of let them no, let that. them go That's just fine. now, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, we're the like, the future of Ridgeway is maintaining how stupidly busy we've we've <laughs> for, for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 really cool. Uh, you know, knowing that people continue to buy our products. Because of the the quality that we put out, and I think that you know the fact that we're so busy kind of mirrors or mimics that that whole concept that the the idea is to create a a, a, a superior product to what's on the market. Yeah. And um, second, most importantly, is to follow up on it if there's any issues. My my cornerstone of my business is uh, if there's any warranty issue, I I'd rather lose money or not make as much money on a product. And making sure that I have a happy customer, and I think that is something that's really lost on uh, some business owners. They don't want to see, they don't want to see the red in uh, in their balance sheet. But um, you know, companies like Craftsman, or originally Craftsman, or Leatherman, where you know, if there's ever if there's ever an issue, no questions asked, just deal with it. Right. And I think to me that that type of stuff resonated with me because um, you know <clears throat> they'll they'll never they they'll remember what you buy and they're happy with what they got but they'll remember more how you handled something when something went wrong 100% so yeah so that that's to me that is i never expect anything to go wrong with my products but the cornerstone of, of my business is you know i'm not I'm, I'm not in it to you know i'm not in it to get rich i want to make sure I, I put my name on everything
0: yeah i love that so
1: i want to i want to make sure that, that my reputation and the products that i make i stand by yeah. So that to me is to me is a, a very important thing. And as a business owner, you know, whether you're 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 hammering nails or you know, you're sweating copper pipe, you know, you have to stand by whatever you do. And that's kind of like a, uh, that's an important part of running a business. You have to be able to make sure you, you know, what you're putting out, you put your name to. And, it should and be, if something goes wrong, stand by it.
0: It should be said, too, that the easiest business to grow is the existing business. Yeah. You know, we're, we're you know, it, it costs money to attract new business. But when you have somebody in the pipeline, and this is just common business sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like look at your product offerings and look at your services and determine what else you can sell your customer that's already there. The easiest yep. business, To gain and grow is existing business
1: I have I I have a ton of repeat customers and it's funny we we have a mutual friend um, that years ago um, early on in our friendship he had said I already have a radio shop from you yeah what else am I what else like what am I gonna buy from you meaning uh, like it was almost kind of implied like all right well you don't offer a ton of products so like you already have my business then what well, un- unfortunately, <laughs> I love him to death. Um, he was wrong because one, obviously, people buy multiple you know products; they, they they're repeat purchasers. That's right. Or um, really, the the um, the word of mouth, the, the recommendation, the review. The you know, y- you may not you may not need another one, but the fifty people you know around you may need it. That's and right. And if you blow if you blow them out of the water with what you provide, guess whose name they're going to drop when somebody else mentions it That's in right. the conversation.
0: One hundred percent. Could oh. not agree with you more. Well, Rob, thank you, brother. What a great conversation today about business and uh, Firefighter-owned businesses. I think people are really going to get a good takeaway from this episode, man. And I appreciate you just spending an hour with me today talking sure. about uh, talking about what you do.
1: Yeah, I could I could talk leather until I'm blue in the face, but I think that uh, the whole business conversation is really probably uh, the more pertinent information or, or things that my experiences where – you know we we can just go on and on about there's there's so much of a learning curve in terms of starting a business that you know most people really just aren't even prepared for and before they realize that they're they're behind the eight ball so and i think um, that's the
0: takeaway from this episode mm-hmm. is that you know like there's so many parallels between a business and and the firehouse and mm-hmm. you know find a mentor find people that are like-minded find People that can help tutor you and and let your ego, put your ego aside and your pride and admit that you don't know everything and go find people that can help you in those areas. Because ultimately, starting a side business outside of the firehouse or even if it's your main business, if you're a volunteer fireman at your main company, find Mm -hmm. people to help support you in the mission because that's your livelihood. And it yeah. freaking matters, man.
1: And those those resources for the most part are readily available. Most yes. most most people that are doing something, obviously, like unless you're uh, unless you're in a volunteer house and or a career house and you live in town and you're you're you want to be a carpenter and you're trying to ask another carpenter
0: firefighter how to
1: how to run a business, like there's there's no reason why most people wouldn't share. Yeah. You know, people people love to 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 share what they know. That's and right. it I, I don't want it's almost an instinctive. I've never had somebody I've never asked a question where a uh, business question where someone was really hesitant to kind of answer it because, you know, people love to share what knowledge they have and it's there. Like there's just an endless bound of resources around you and it's all about tapping into it. And uh, the, the most important part is to ask the questions from the get go. You know,
0: yeah. If you su- don't ask
1: it, it's not gonna. You're not gonna get an answer. And
0: surround yourself with people that are willing to talk and work
1: with you, because
0: ultimately, mm-hmm. like anybody that anybody that's willing to have that conversation with you or help you or give you advice is somebody that wants you to succeed. And too yep. often, too often, people hang out with losers that hold them back. Get yep. away from the and losers sur- and start surrounding yourself with people yep. that want you to succeed.
1: Yep. So it, that that old adage: sit sit at the table with winners. The conversation's different. Oh, you know, I love they just- that, dude. <laughs> sit, uh, wait,
0: hold on. I gotta put that down. hang on sit at the table with winners sit at the table with winners what
1: the conversation's different if you surround yourself with people that are just going to talk shit about you or whatever you're doing you're in the wrong company you want to you want to be around people that that want to see you succeed and those people are are going to be those resources and tools to provide you to not even whether it's whether it's factual information or just the mindset, you know, just to put you in that, in that, in that right frame of mind of, I can do this, you know,
0: I I have to tell you, I love, I love that quote. (laughs) Love that quote. That's awesome. And that's how we're going to sum it up, man. Sit at the table with winners. The conversation is different. That's freaking awesome. Rob, thank you, brother. Ridgeway Leatherworks. Rob, where can people find you? They want to reach out. They want to check out your products. Where can they get you? Where can they find you? Sure,
1: no problem. Uh, Website's RidgewayLeatherworks.com. Ridgeway Leatherworks on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. you know, all that standard fare. You're so sorry. Um, I like it. I know. I'm, I, I miss you, buddy. I, <laughs> I agree miss get, you, too. We, gonna... we got to get together soon.
0: <laughs> so, listen, this has been long overdue. I know we blame COVID for everything, but it did slow down our New Jersey uh, meetup that get we together, were talking yep. about doing. So, mm-hmm. I think that's got to be in the cards this year. I know you and I talked about it briefly, and I said, keep. Mm-hmm. let's stay on top of that. I could definitely go for a cigar and a cocktail with a lot of my friends uh, and yes, you sir. certainly are a guy that's long overdue and have a sharing one with you. So listen, man, <laughs> thank you for giving me an hour today. I think your insight today was, uh, powerful. And I think a lot of people are going to get something out of this episode. So thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Awesome.
1: Love you, buddy. No problem.
0: Good. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here. We'll chat offline. Just when I wrap up, I just got to do the closing. Okay. Mm-hmm good. Everyone, thanks for tuning in for another stellar episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. Rob Meyer from Ridgeway Leatherworks. An incredible discussion on firefighter-owned businesses, the do's and don'ts, the things you need to do, and just some all round advice on how to succeed. Rob's doing a bang-up job with his company, and he's a dear friend, and I appreciate him. So do me a favor. Take this conversation, take it back to the firehouse, and talk about it, because when we talk about the job, we are making the job better. Don't forget to email us, podcast at National Fire radio.com with all your thoughts, ideas, and suggestions about the podcast. And thanks for tuning in. We appreciate your loyalty and support. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy, National Fire Radio. National Fire Radio.